money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that is really good because this is a show where you and I, Reb and Dave, talk about the hard issues around money. If you are new to the show, welcome. It is a brand new year. Well, yes, it is a brand new year. We're a couple of weeks into the year, but it's a brand new year. So welcome to the show. I'm glad you made a New Year's resolution to listen to Let's Talk Money with Dave every episode for 2024. And Reb, you just like left me out. I know. I- I'm like... <laughs> Are you doing the show by yourself this year? Is this the new no, announcement? No. No. Okay. Dave and Ray. Dave, yeah, Dave and Rab. Yes, you have Ray with yeah, us yeah, in yeah. the, okay. the Freudian slip. Uh, Will, you'll have to fix oh. that up. Uh, you know, anyways, we'll, we'll go from there. This is where the the uh, the AI who's just mirrored your voice can now just, we'll just slide that in and, and we're actually real people. And you can see that if you go to YouTube and check out our channel on YouTube. Again, it's Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. Which is sponsored today by? Yes. So today we have a sponsor in Joanne Jehu, who is one of our uh, partner financial advisors. So whenever we're thinking about investment or insurance, um, Joanne is one of the resources that we have. And Joanne works with Joanne works with Sienna Life, if I can get that out, uh, which is uh, yeah, they they incorporate Serena Life. Yeah, okay. <laughs> However, you say that it, it's Serena Life, I think. Okay, or, okay. Um, yes, we'll Just put show, that. You put cor- that in the show, show notes. I'll put yeah. in the show notes. She'll correct us. But if you have questions, and again, they bring faith into that investment piece, which is really where I wanted to get with is is Joanne brings that faith component into the investment side and the insurance side. And and we love Joanne. So thank you, Joanne, for sponsoring the show and partnering with us. Ray. Borg. Happy New Year. Happy New, Happy New Year. Year to you I, I can't well. believe you really want to be back with us again this year for 2024. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, he's on the air. What else is he going to say? Yeah, that, right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so we just want to welcome you back for Thank another uh, year. Lord willing, as mm-hmm. James says, uh, that we'll have you back every month. And um, today we want to... Um, yeah, there's just been something, as you said to me this morning, asked me, Reb, like, what's in your heart for this show? Mm-hmm. So I send show notes, of course, to these guys, and um, we end up having these discussions. But um, one thing, I, I guess we could um, encompass the topic with what you prayed this morning, was that reference points. What mm-hmm. reference points are we using to... Um, gauge our success financially or our intimacy with our Abba father. Um, what are, where, where are we drawing? Where are we drawing our, Oh, we must be doing okay with God because we do this and this and this, or we have this and this and this, or our bank accounts full, or, you know, um, we were using the words blessing and we were using the word privileged. And sometimes we mix those words up and mm, say, oh, yes. well, you know, we're just so mm-hmm. blessed because of this, this, and this. And 
I think we want to talk about that to kind of unpack it and dig it up a little bit because I'm wondering if we should be using some different reference points um, than what we're accustomed to using in North America to gauge our success and our relationship with the Lord. And these, this, these words are intricately tied in to money and possessions. Mm-hmm. And I think we want to tear them like if you, see, apart, if you see, sure. I, I feel like that's what I'm feeling like, that they're so intertwined in our understanding that in 2024, we're going to do some work to kind of rip them apart mm-hmm. to, to see what is it that, that God says to us about money and possessions, but also about what does it mean to be blessed by the Lord? Or- I, th- I think that's really, you know, again, some of the language that we use just almost off the cuff, uh, you know, and that word blessed. So it, it has a whole bunch of different connotations. We hear it. Sometimes it's it's just part of the language, but also sometimes we're just in a sense reinforcing this idea that blessing is intrinsically attached to our bank account um, or, or maybe to our, you know, we're talking about money. This is a show about money. So we're going to link it to the blank account and say, well, an evidence of my blessing with the Lord is that there's more money in the bank account. that there's, uh, you know, whether that's more money this year than last year, whether that's more money this week than last week, you know? And so our, you know, again, as you said, our relationship with the Lord, there's a gauge there or a reference point that says, okay, well, that's an indicator of my relationship with the Lord and how good it is, is I am blessed. And part of that is, is there's money in the bank account. And is that really true, Ray? What do you think? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm hesitant to, to attach them together. Mm. Um, I think there is, you know, Deuteronomy 28 talks about the blessings of the Lord mm-hmm. and we can't minimize those, but I think we, um, need to look in the context of life from a kingdom perspective. Right. What does Jesus say about the kingdom and how we are to live in the kingdom? And Jesus in the Gospels made it so clear about walking in that place of um, humility, looking after the poor, looking after those around us, um, and uh, you know, following, I think, you know, Reb, you mentioned that scripture from Colossians 3, set mm-hmm. your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, Father, what is on your heart concerning this area mm-hmm. in all of my life? Mm-hmm. Is there anything out of alignment? You know, the money part is one piece of it, but you know what the reality is, as I keep thinking about it in the uh, as we go into this new year, you know, Having all the money isn't everything. Mm -hmm. If we haven't got that place of intimacy and of a relationship with the Father that He's sharing His heart with us and knowing what is on His heart and what we need to be doing in the context of even managing our finances, Mm -hmm. um, are we just keeping that earthly perspective as Colossians 3, 2 talks about? Do we, is that our reference points, the markers, you know, we're going down the travel uh, road mm-hmm. and we're looking for the signs to say, yes, we're heading in the right direction. But are those the signs we're supposed to be looking at or the signs on Father's heart that we need to and in His Word 
for me, that's about keeping our mind on the things above. Yes, mm -hmm. which is... And it does go back to that money is a, is a tool. It's yes. one of the tools. It's not the only tool. It's one of the tools that we get to em uh, employ to advance the kingdom of God. Again, the, uh, the scripture that says, use ungodly mammon to, yes. for eternal gain, to, to bring those people into... And, and the... The simple example of that would be seeing a need of someone and pulling out a $20 bill and saying, hey, you can have supper or you can have a meal. And in a sense, doing that from an attitude of, well, not if I give them the 20 bucks, maybe God will bless me with an extra 40. Yes, right? right. You know, right. that yeah. kind of mentality, but saying, oh, I was walking along and I felt the, the Father's Spirit touch me and, and, and say, hmm, I think I need to buy supper for this person today because the father loves them mm -hmm. and I'm going to use money to express that love to them. I, I'm, I, I'm a little sidetracked on some of the thoughts that we've already been <laughs> right, having. Cause we, I know there's a lot of thoughts. So you have yeah, to forgive yeah. us. We're, we're going to be talking about this more, but mm -hmm. I was actually going, went to first Timothy six to mm -hmm. where you mentioned that right. the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith to their greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Right. Um, but the verses before that, um, uh, they're, the title is Error and Greed. But verse 6, 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and as certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with this, these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Mm -hmm. But what I'm thinking about these is, is that if we are setting those as markers, we're going to pursue those things and our desires are, are, I, I don't know how to say it. I, I'm just discovering some of this. You know, we talk a lot about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and, mm -hmm. and um, unleashed. You know, um, if you love the world and the things in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, for, that's first John, I think. Uh, I think one of the Johns, one of the <laughs> letters, those first, second, third John. Then the love of the father's not in you. And I mean, Oh, but yet we use, we don't question the gauge because we do have this Old Testament narrative that says you do good, God blesses you. You have babies, you know, you, you do all the right things, but it actually, what you said, Ray, when we, when we look at the whole narrative of scripture in light of Christ and, and helping the poor, the widow, the lonely, and then we look at, because what started this whole conversation, okay, not the whole conversation, but in behind the scenes when Dave and I are at home around the you know, coffee table, we talk money at home. Um, you said, like, what is the story of Jesus's coming, which we just celebrated? Mm -hmm. Tell us about how to live. What did he do? I mean, I I had referenced Philippians 2 in the show notes to these guys. Um, you know, he humbled himself. Um, Jesus, when he came, he humbled himself. He gave up all the wealth of heaven. Mm. He left mm -hmm. his his he left that intimate father relationship 
can you, I can't even imagine what heaven's like, but he left it, came to poverty, humbled himself, didn't even consider himself equal to God so that he could be walk among us and be among us because we are impoverished of soul. And he knew, and he's been talking for thousands of years to us about money. Like the stuff he talks about in Matthew six is not any different for them as it is today. Like it's the same message and we don't get it because he knows what's after our hearts and what is going to get us. And it's the love of money. Okay. Not all, not just money, but Well, I mean, Jesus, I mean, we were talking about, in a sense, we don't have to look too deep into scripture. If you read through the gospels, you are going to hear Jesus caution against the love of money. I mean, uh, we had talked about, you know, one of the key verses for us was from from Luke chapter 12. For David and I. For for Reb and I, yes, in, in terms of our life. But, you know, in verse 15, Jesus just says, beware, guard against all kinds of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. And yet, life is measured by how much we own every single day. <laughs> like, we do that in our own context, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you here in North America and, and around the world, we look at people around the world and we go, oh, well, we have more than them. So, we're blessed more than them or we're a blessed nation or we're a blessed, right? Yeah, or we get into that, well, we must be good stewards because we're doing all right and our bank accounts are full, you know? I I don't know. I know maybe we'll get like some like not nice mail after this show, but <laughs> I I kind of like we're just digging up these thoughts because I have a friend who desires to have children. Like heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking and she, they they can't conceive. Do I say she's not intimate with God because she like I don't say those things. The people I meet um Again, just pausing there. You know, we're talking about reference points, you know, the marker point. So is the fact that she can't get pregnant, you know, is that a marker point for something? You know, again, does that equate to being blessed or not? And and here's the thing. I think that word privilege, like I was at my chiropractors and he, uh, I don't believe is a Christ follower, but he used the word instead of blessing. He said, I'm privileged to have this beautiful window that looks out to a parking lot, which you think, well, what's what's great about that? But before he worked in a place with no windows, but he and it jumped out at me that he used the word privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. We have the care we have. It's a privilege that we have access to what we have in Canada. Like mm-hmm. it, I, I, and I, I was thinking about, you know, we, we know the parable of the talents and going. So was the guy who got 10 talents? Was he more blessed than the guy that got one talent before the re- the results, right? So, did God say, oh, well, you're more blessed and you're second blessed and you're third blessed? <laughs> I, the, I don't think so. Like, or the I, people I, who work all day. This is like my, my pet peeve. You guys know this. My, the, the, the parable I've had to work on my whole life. You know, you work at eight, you get the same wage as the guys that show up at five. Well, do I say, like, it's... I mean, we well, would. Well, I think- certainly think the guys that showed up at five to five and got paid for the whole day wages are more blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we have such a generous God. Like, these are the things, like, it's maybe language, maybe it's a mute point, but I think some of our concern is from what we see and the work we do. 
is that we carry a narrative that says, if I do all these right things, then I'm blessed and by God. And if I don't, if, you know, the shame that comes with, with money, maybe someone's not mismanaging it, but someone who, who's like, who thinks they, they know all the answers looks at them and says, oh, well, they just aren't handling things right because, you know, they're, you know, they're just not blessed or whatever we think. I, I'm saying that because I used to be judgmental like that. I was like, well, well or, what's or their the problem? the person who, who's got an addiction, uh, I mean, in the yeah. sense of, okay, so do again, do we gauge that? You know their addiction. Well, they they they're just not blessed, right? Well, wait a minute. Uh, I think we have to be really careful with because that, of course, in our world, we're talking about money. Addiction plays a lot into money and and how money yeah. gets spent. And so, saying, oh, can somebody be have an addiction and still be loved and 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 blessed by Jesus? Yes, of course. But what about? Most of the population lives in third world nations. Right. Right. They don't have finances. Right. Some of them, I imagine, don't get to touch tactile money very often at all, period. So, right. um, are they not blessed? Right. I mean, is that a, have we put it within the North American context or, or first world nations? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that must grieve the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are we so focused on building our own comforts is that part of the driving of the money whether that's security or trust or sense of uh, well-being and the sense of bless mm-hmm. being blessed um uh is that something we actually create as a false narrative around ourselves? and is the lord wanting to poke a hole in that and provoke us to think differently um even by our conversation i guess that's one of the things that's kind of popping in my head right now, Lord, are you trying to redefine for us what that concept of being blessed mm-hmm. truly is according to your word and to your heart mm-hmm. in this coming season as we head into further into 2024? Especially, I was also reading, we're throwing out lots of verses, I but because there's so much, I think, that pertain to this, what Jesus says somewhere, because I was just reading it. I don't know where he said it, but he, someone says to him, I want to follow you. And then he says, well, foxes have holes and I think the birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Mm-hmm. And he really like, I think one of the reasons this is on our hearts is because I see in my own heart what I'm attached to and God's just digging some of it up. And mm-hmm. what, what have I defined blessing as? And I need to be careful. Like mm-hmm. I have dear friends who struggle with illness or don't, you know, make minimum wage or whatever. Would I say that they're not as like, it's a privilege to do what we do, mm-hmm. but I like, how do you word that? Of course the Lord loves us all. He reigns on the good and the evil. The scriptures say like it, You know, there's a lot of, every story is different. So to make blanket statements, well, God's not blessing you here because of this, or God, you know, it might have nothing to do with that, but just. Well, and, and, you know, we were talking about this and I'm going to throw it in now. I wasn't going to, but I am going to now, right? (laughs) Like the whole book of Job is really what we're talking about today because Job's friends come to him and say, you know, look, you've been blessed, you've been blessed, you've been blessed, you've been blessed. And and all of the things that Job did produced prosperity. And, it, you know, the beginning of the book talks about that. And then that begins to come away. 
And his friends are like, well, now you're not walking in the blessing. Something's wrong, yeah. right? You're not. And Job's like, no, 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 no. And then, it, of course, it would have been interesting to have a conversation with Job after going through that to say, well, how has your perspective changed around your interaction, your your relationship with God, having God, actually God say to him, listen, Job, I'm God, I can do what I want. <laughs> like that was the, you know. I mean, so. Dallas, okay, so I'm going to throw this in because Dallas Willard in his book, Life Without Lack, talks about this mm-hmm. very thing that Job moved from a faith of propriety where he was doing the right things. And he uses the example of Job praying for his sons and daughters mm-hmm. who maybe were not doing the right thing. So he was, you know, praying on their behalf, which, um, which was fine, but he moved from this. Well, they need to do the right things. I need to do the right things. And I've been doing the right things into this desperate cry because he's this faith of desperation, which I think we can all identify mm-hmm. with actually, as we move and grow, we have this, you know, you know, okay, we're doing the right things. We teach our kids like do this, do this. This is like godly behavior. Great. But somewhere it has to move from the external to the, the knowledge of, the deep knowledge, the knowing, knowing Abba intimately. And then here God comes at the end few chapters and he comes in the whirlwind. And then there is no word that can be spoken because God just says, were you there? Were you there? Who are you? You know? And then Job, then Dallas Willard describes it as a faith of sufficiency. All of a sudden he says, I had known about him, but now I have seen. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking, oh man, isn't that the place? Isn't that why we're talking about this? Because we want, we want to encourage each other and listeners. There is so much more going on in our desires. Mm-hmm. And, and our desires have been given to us and they're good lots of times, but they've been tainted by the fall, the tainted by our own narratives, our own misplaced markers, and this infinite desire that seems to be unsatisfied all the time is only satisfied in the infinite God. And I wish it would have come up with some of these thoughts, but it's all out of that book. (laughs) But it's just so impacted me that I'm like, I have to have to tell people like, our mis- desires can be misplaced. Mm-hmm. And if we're saying, oh, God's just really blessing me, maybe it's just we're thinking that we're defining our blessing by a misplaced marker. Mm-hmm. And and what is what is it really about? And I don't know if we're coming up with any answers, but that was like my thought. So here's the question. Ray, Ray was just going to say something. I would I just say, it. I think the caution for us is that we look at others mm-hmm. and we either judge them or we evaluate them in their degree of blessedness by how they're prospering. And yet, that was Job's friends looking out on the outside, and yet you get a picture in heaven of the enemy saying, well, Job's got it easy, everything's fine, you know, and then he's allowed to be tested. We even don't know what's in our heart. It's in the last chapters of Job that Job actually gets revelation truly what's in his heart, and the revelation of truly who God is. And so, I think 
for all of us, I think we're all on that journey. The key is, are we aware enough? You know, the scripture says how the heart is deceitful above all things. Mm-hmm. It's always going back and saying, our reference point, our marker is to say, God, what do you say? Right. And, and so, what? and what is he saying to well, us in 2024? I, like, and I, don't know, and maybe. I think that plays into the not my will, but yours be done. Like yeah. those powerful words. Yes. You know, the scene is Jesus in the garden. Yes, absolutely. I mean, those are Jesus' words. But to say those words every day in that same intensity, which we know Jesus did. I mean, he was one with the Father. He was, his desire was that we would be one with him as he is one with the Father. So every day. So those words that he prays in the garden are words he every day every moment of well, every he day. says it to the disciples my food you haven't eaten lord mm-hmm. like rabbi you haven't eaten my food is to do the will of the one who sent me like can you imagine waking up every day and just being nourished by by doing the will of god in your life like that's a desire that's not misplaced that's a marker but it doesn't you know, you, you don't just get the five steps to, you know, um, it, it's this, like, it's not like, it's, well, we would like it if it was laid out black and white. Follow these 10 things and you're good to go. Like, Job, pray for my kids, uh, you know, make sure they're on the straight and path, you know, we're good to go. And then Job gets this encounter with God through suffering that is, like, we don't even, I mean, we've been talking about that book for hundreds of years because of its complexity mm-hmm. but he discovers at the end which is the whole point and james actually says it later mm-hmm. or in hebrews the writer of hebrews you know you know you look to job and the whole point is that that god was his sufficiency i'm paraphrasing it badly but i'll have to find that verse but is that in the end it turned out yeah. in the end we we see God. So no matter what journey folks are on, like our heart is that we in 2024 seek him mm-hmm. and discover in the midst of our circumstances. And, and I think, you know, just as we come to the end of the show, uh, and you said it so well, Ray, you know, looking around and going, where are we going to get those that marker point in terms of blessing? Are we going to get it from the people around us? Are we going to get it from the situation around us? Are we going to get it from, you know, our neighborhood? Because we live here in North America, and maybe you're listening to this in a different context. Then, you know, we go, are, is that how we're going to gauge our blessing? Or do we gauge our blessing like Job, where he's like, okay. Uh, there's a revelation of the heart. There, there's there's a deep knowing that I've seen God, and that's changed everything. Um, you know, and so uh, one last word, Ray. What's uh, <laughs> one last word? <laughs> Maybe just pray. How about that? Okay, <laughs> Father, we thank you that um, as the year lies before us, Lord, that you will walk with us. You will teach us, you will instruct us, Lord, even this whole area of money and how we define blessing. 
Lord, let it be according to your heart and to your pattern. Uh, Maybe a place of discovery in this year that you would teach us, Lord, what it is that you value in your kingdom with regards to money and it being a tool to bless others, Mm -hmm. to bless you, and to serve you. And so, Father, would you continue to speak to our hearts? Uh, Lord, we, we want hearts to be teachable. And so, Lord, thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ray, for joining us again. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, well, we will have you back. I'm just you know, giving We're you the hint. We're going to continue this uh, conversation, different yeah. facets of it, yes. if, if you want to listen to this all year. So, and thank you to Joanne, uh, Joanne Jehu, who is our sponsor. Again, we couldn't do this without the partners that we have around us and the people around us supporting. So, thank you, Joanne. Uh, and serena life however we say that uh but thank you for that and thank you for listening and join us next week when we talk money let's talk money is a division of more than enough financial fitness where god is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow for more information or to comment on today's show please visit more than enough.ca